Hello, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, a listening experience where you have the opportunity to sit in on honest, unfiltered conversations with leaders who are considered to be the most influential, inspiring, and innovative leaders in the world of events, hospitality, business, and beyond. Throughout their careers, these leaders have dared to interrupt conversations, their own comfort zones, and sometimes even societal norms to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Here with us, we have Joe Marcy, Business Development Executive at the Monterey County CVB. Joe, it's so great to have you with us on the show. Where are you joining us from today? Hi, Courtney. It's so good to be with you. Thank you for having me. I'm at home in my remote office here in Manhattan Beach, California. Ooh, what's your day like there? Is it super sunny? You know what? It's our version of cold. So I have my scarf <laughs> ready and <laughs> it's like 68 <laughs> degrees, but it's fantastic. Oh my God. I'm like, it's like 30 something here. Um, so I definitely envy your situation, but I also love a good cozy vibe. So love that you are just wrapped up and cozy in your place. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I just have loved getting to know you over the years. And I feel like, especially over this past year, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. And I'm really excited to have the audience just hear a little bit more about you today and how you've gotten to where you are. So I'd love to give them an opportunity to just get to know you better. So would you give us a brief summary of where you started in your career and how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I fell into the industry like a lot of people did. And I remember um, trying to fill some electives while I was in college and I took event planning and management. I met the right people and it turned into a job pretty quickly. And I um, I worked part time for the Pasadena Convention Visitor Bureau and I had no idea what the organization really um, did until I really got my, my feet wet and it was a great experience. And once I graduated college, it turned into a full-time job. Um, I had, you know, it's funny, I've always worked for really inspiring women. And my boss at the time said, you are joining MPI. It wasn't really even a question. And again, not really knowing what I was walking into, it was, it was a great experience for me. And I learned quite a bit. And um, I don't think my boss realized that um, I was, I was going to get as involved as I did. And um, she supported me through that process, and the rest is kind of history. But yeah, I've been in the industry for um, fifteen years or so now, and it's been it's been fantastic. I do remember that you jumped in quickly, and I obviously didn't know you at the very start of your career, but I do remember the first time that I met you, and it was out in California. There was a board meeting for MPI that was happening, and you were there, I, 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 I think, mingling with the group and just getting to know people. But you also became president of your chapter pretty early on, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think we were, we, I was 2017, I believe that um, I was president of the Southern California chapter and um, it was the fourth largest chapter globally. And um, I was told that I was probably the, the youngest president that the chapter had ever installed. And um, it was, it was quite an experience, right? Cause I think, you're learning through the process. You're you're learning your own skill set. You're learning how to manage people in a safe setting, but um, you're also working with people that are very well polished, that are taking you under their wing, and um, you know it's it's a big commitment. And it was um, it was a responsibility I didn't take lightly, and 
it was something I'll never forget. Yeah. Do you feel like because you were traditionally younger than former presidents of the chapter had been that you struggled to feel like you had maybe earned your stripes or you had that level of experience that people typically had? How was that for you? You know, it really depended on the individual that I was dealing with. And um, I think in the early part of my career, it was it was a lot of, um, I've been doing this longer than you, since you've been born, right? Um, it, it's interesting because I think you find sometimes in leadership that some people have a hard time adapting to um, young leaders and different leadership styles. And um, just sometimes the concept of working with somebody that's younger than you. Um, sometimes it's hard to embrace and um, it, it, it takes a really special kind of relationship. And I think, I think the commonality there is really, I think we were all there to achieve significant goals and we, we wanted what was best for the chapter in our industry. And um, it takes a lot of humility, <laughs> but we, but we did it. Yeah. It was, it was a great year. Um, and I'm really proud of it. Right. It was, the chapter had won its first rise award. Our membership numbers increased. All the metrics were where we needed it to be, and we left the chapter in a better position than where it started. And it's it's a great feeling. It is, and the, and those that may not necessarily believe in what you could have potentially accomplished, what you do accomplish, you know, I think they're the ones that um, that are also learning from it too. Yeah, and I think there is such a good feeling when you're able to show your value through your work, you know, and those results that you saw at the end of your term and all the progress and success that you had during that time, like the work speaks for itself. And Mm -hmm. I think as a young professional, a lot of times there are people who maybe doubt your capabilities or you're bringing a different approach, perspective, skill set, whatever it is to the table. And I think there is there is definitely some pushback with certain individuals. It's not with everybody, but there are, I think, sometimes situations where people who have a significant amount of experience compared to a young professional just think that maybe you haven't earned your stripes yet or you haven't had enough experience to do the job. So I love that moment, that winning moment where you're able to say, like, here are the results of the work and it just speaks for itself. I know that you are somebody that is very passionate about young professional career development. And I think that you are a great example of a mentor who has really earned your stripes and you've done the work and you've accomplished such great things in such a short amount of time. To people who are stepping into the industry, especially after all of the change and the turbulence that our industry has experienced over the past couple of years, what do you feel like young professionals need to hear or need to know in order to set themselves up for success in our industry today? Yeah, it's kind of twofold sometimes for me when I think about this, because there are a lot of people that still don't have the desire to go into the hospitality industry because we never really sold it as such a fantastic experience and career path that's worthwhile. You know, I, <laughs> growing up, and for me too, it's like, are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be a firefighter? It's, you know, those were, um, those were some of the things that, you know, felt a little bit more like um, a stronger career path for, for individuals. But there's so much to be grateful for in the hospitality industry. So it's, it's, a, it's partially that to make sure that people understand, like, 
going into this industry is is going to be a wild and very rewarding ride. Um, but for those that do find their way into this industry, it's also just building the relationships, um, being showing your humility, and you know, learning from the ground up. I think there's always um, there's always that interest to accelerate your career path um, rapidly, and um, sometimes you just need some experience. You need you need the time, and the industry associations like MPI, they give you a platform to learn and grow, to build those relationships and network. Um, I tried to attend as much education as possible, certifications, um, virtual trainings, whatever it was, um, you know, get as involved as possible, learn from your peers. And it's interesting because I think you'll meet people that are born to mentor. They love to, to mentor young leaders. And sometimes you just have to be vocal enough to say, I, I would love for you to be that person to help me grow in this industry. And honestly, for me, it was it was a lot of strong women, um, inspiring women that that took that opportunity to take the time and teach me what I needed to learn. And it, it took time, but it's I, I give a lot of them credit for where we are today. Did you find yourself in those situations where you would see yourself being drawn to certain leaders in the industry and approach them and have that conversation about engaging in a mentorship? Absolutely. Yeah, for me, it it was a no-brainer for me. I think you kind of look, you see individuals that have the tenure in the industry that are polished, that um, are strategic. They're very strategic with what they're trying to accomplish. They're driven. You you can see it. It's um, it radiates sometimes when you're in a room and you you see those individuals that you aspire to be, and um, those are the those are the people that times that I would gravitate to that I would love, you know, just to learn and grow and and know what the secret recipe was to to be like them eventually. Really. Do you also serve as a mentor to other industry professionals? I do. And I, and I love that I still have an opportunity to uh, be involved with the SoCal chapter and um, the young leaders, um, the board members, every, you know, it's just, it's a great opportunity to give back and take what you've learned from it and, and help inspire the next generation. And um, I've been fortunate enough to also do some, uh, hospitality programs like at Cal State uh, University Dominguez Hills, it's um, it's really rewarding, and I think they're so. I think what's interesting is you see you you learn a lot from the next generation too. Um, it, it inspires me as much as I don't know if I inspire them, but <laughs> if I, I think it goes both ways, right? It's it's very mutual because these are these are people that are young and they're educated, um, and they are just. Um, they're ambitious and they're excited for what's next in their career. Um, as for me, I, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, like the sparkle isn't always there anymore. It's um, you know, it, and and sometimes these young these young leaders, they kind of they they rub off on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. One of my friends spoke at uh, some hospitality program at a university last week, and she was just sharing about her experience on Instagram. And she, w- you could just see that she had had such a good experience with the students. And she was talking about how hungry these young professionals are and these students are to learn and to dig in and to have that mentorship. So that was really cool to see. And I've definitely had those experiences as well, speaking, guest lecturing at universities. And it's always a lot of fun. I feel like there are always a lot of questions to go through and answer and conversations to have. But then I was also at a conference last week and I was really surprised at some of the conversations that were happening, even on stages, on panels where the speakers were definitely more experienced. They were older professionals and there was a quite a bit of hostility toward young professionals. And there was a lot of the kind of like name dropping with millennials and Gen Z and stereotypes. And even the questions that were coming from the audience were just a bit more negative, you know, like how do we deal with X when millennials do Y? And it really caught me off guard. And I think that's because I'm not, I don't find myself in those conversations often where people are openly complaining about the younger generation and the stereotypical behaviors that come with millennials and with Gen Zers. Do you feel like, for me, it was surprising, but do you feel like this is a conversation that is still happening internally in organizations where there really is a struggle between generations? Yeah, I, th- I think we're seeing it still, right? And it's it's an interesting conversation because the, the reality is, you know, from one generation to the next, they couldn't be more different, right? The, the technology has changed. The whole landscape is just different now. And um, I, you know, <laughs> I resonate sometimes with an older generation because, you know, I'm, I'm not always great with technology. Um, I still love handwritten notes. I, I kind of operate a certain way and it's just, it's very different with, um, with other generations as well. And I think it's hard for some people to really adapt and, and embrace that change because I think they're realizing, especially in, as an older generation, that they're, they're the ones now that really have to adapt. The, the technology has changed and um, the new leaders that are coming in, you know, they're coming in with a wrecking ball and they are, they are excited and they are ready to make change and they're not afraid of it. Um, they're probably one of the most educated generations I've seen. And they are, you know, they are getting their facts from wherever they need to. So whether it's through social channels, they are, they, they are not a, a generation to mess with. And I, it's, it's an interesting conversation and there is some hostility around it, but um, we've got to embrace it. Everyone just has to, you know, realize that we are, you know, we're in this together, right? So we, we're going to figure it out. But I, I have seen that dialogue agree. too. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree, Joe. And I think I'm a bit removed because I work for myself. And that's why this conversation caught me off guard because I, I have personally haven't seen it in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really honestly turned off by the conversation. It felt like, it, it felt like it wasn't a conversation where there were um, people trying to find solutions, but it was more just complaints. And mm-hmm. I was a little bit turned off by it. But I also heard a really interesting t- uh, fact the other day, and it was 
a survey, it was research that was done within our industry specifically. And the bottom line of this research was that in terms of the workforce, the boomer generation is not actually handing the or passing the torch off to Gen X, but they're passing the torch to Gen Y and Gen Z. So in terms of who's actually making up our workforce, mm-hmm. Gen X is is quite small. That generation compared to the younger generation, we're almost skipping a generation in our industry and who's who's stepping into these positions next. A lot of Gen X has left the industry. I think COVID probably had a lot to do with that. But it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because I don't know that our industry has necessarily found itself in this position before, where all of a sudden, maybe more quickly than in years past, the younger generations are actually stepping into higher leadership positions because there is not that middle generation that's sitting there. So more than ever, we have this gap that's happening between generations. And if there are issues and difficulties in working with a younger generation and an older generation, this next year is going to be that opportunity to really figure it out. Like, how can we make this work? So I'm just curious from your perspective, and your experience that you had as a younger professional leading in a high position in our industry, what do you think the solutions are? Like, yes, we have to work together, but how do we do that? Especially if maybe these are individuals that struggle a little bit to see past generational stereotypes. How do we do it? How do we work together? Yeah. No, that's, that's a great question. And there are a couple of things that you said in there too that are so interesting to me. I think a lot of people realized they have transferable skills that that can they can really excel outside of the industry and inside of this industry. So, you know, through the pandemic, they they figured out where where they were going to land, and it changed the landscape a little bit for us, right? And then a lot of us were working from home, and what did that do? It, well, it kind of created an opportunity for a lot of people to work individually in silos, uh, so you didn't necessarily have as much teamwork per se in, in some circumstances. Um, so it, it's an interesting conversation because yes, there we're, we're seeing some gaps in, in some leadership and how do we kind of bridge that gap now? Um, really, I, I know it's silly, but I, a lot of people believe, and I do too, face to face, we got to get face to face again. And um, we are doing that and we got to collaborate and we got to, you know, there are, there are so many opportunities now to figure out how to collaborate um, effectively. And we have to, you know, to be successful, we have, we absolutely have to. Yeah. I, I think you're on point and I think it really does come down to relationship building and it comes down to empathy, it comes down to self-awareness. And it also comes mm-hmm. back to making an effort to understand the person I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times in any situation, if there is some sort of tension, it's because we don't understand each other. And maybe we haven't had time to get to know each other. Maybe, you know, we're virtual, we're not together. But I do think that a lot of times it comes back to either not understanding the person or not understanding yourself and how you're coming across or not being able to empathize with the other person. Where are they struggling? Where can I support them? How can I serve the person next to me, regardless of what level they're sitting at? So I think, I really do think that that statistic blew my mind. And I don't remember what the numbers are. 
but it was a significant number of people in our industry are either millennial or Gen Z at this point. And as boomers are retiring, like we are the next generation of this industry and this workforce, the majority of the workforce. So I do think there are some really exciting things that are going to happen because of that. I think we've seen that things like social issues and sustainability and different elements of our industry that we've been having conversations about for years with younger generations, we have seen statistically that it tends to be a higher priority to take action on a lot of those things. So I think there are things that are really exciting that are coming down the pipe for this next year and beyond. And I think there are some challenges too. So I'll be interested to see what happens. That's for sure. Me too. And you know, it's funny, like I, you see sometimes on social media that the be kind, cause you, you never know what someone's going through. And it's like what you're saying too, it's, it's absolutely right. It's like when you start to understand a person and how they became who they are, um, you can kind of understand it better. You can empathize with it a little bit more and you can learn and grow from it. And that's, that's really how you can make some progress too. Um, it's, it's, it's just fascinating how we become who we are through our circumstances. What do you feel like you wish that people knew about you without you having to tell them? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, pretty transparent. <laughs> you know, people know I love, I love fashion. I love our industry. You know, I, um, I love giving back to my communities in, in every aspect. And I, I try to make it look um, on social channels, at least I try to share the highlights and I feel like I'm using the platform really as kind of a memory book in, in some circumstances where it's, you know, I just sharing some of the highlights but it was a really tough road for, for me personally. And uh, I am very close to my family and we've gone through some pretty significant health scares. And um, when, you know, the, the parts that I leave out, you know, I started in MPI and um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, you know, my, my dad, I was right about to be installed as president in 2017. And my dad had a health scare that um, landed him um, in, you know, the hospital. So there were so many things that, um, broke me through the process that, um, I, I won't forget. And, um, while it looks like sometimes things come easy and the experience has just been extremely glamorous and, and, um, privileged really, um, it also balanced with a lot of pain and, and struggle. And, um, I worked really hard and, um, I don't regret any of it. And, um, again, like, I think our circumstances make us who we are now. And I think, um, a lot of these circumstances taught me a lot of humility. And, um, I hope that, you know, can also resonate with somebody else too, that understands that, you know, it's not always, it really isn't as, as it looks sometimes it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's so easy for us to forget that, you know, because we're we're all sharing those highlights on social media. And even in, and it's not just social media, even in conversations, you know, we show up at IMAX or we show up at whatever conference it is. And it's like, how are you? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I think we are so used to just kind of giving the highlights, the top level bullet points of like, this is what's happening in my life. And 
a lot of times speaking to it more professionally, which makes sense. I can understand that. But I do think to your point, the expression, you know, be kind because you never know what's going on in somebody else's world. I think that that is probably the best advice to give people in any industry, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of who you're working with. Everybody has a story of how they got to where they are today, but everybody also has a current chapter that they're navigating that can sometimes be really painful. When you are experiencing all of those things, and it's of course one of those situations when it rains, it pours, where everything just seems to go wrong at once. Did you, were you transparent in that moment, in that chapter with the people around you, the people in our industry, like, especially as you're stepping into this leadership role, how much could people actually see of your story in that time? That's a great question too, because um, I kind of learned to just be honest about what you're going through because otherwise people won't understand it. And um, I, I won't forget this. I My mom was sick and um, I stayed with her in the hospital all night and they were running all these tests, a very stressful time for me. And I was still young. So I was like, you know what? I'm good. I had a few hours of sleep. I'm going to go to work. And I did that. And um, we were in a very long meeting where my eyes are starting to get heavy. And I remember this really well because I had a boss at the time that... Um, pulled me aside and made these assumptions that um, perhaps I um, indulged in too much fun at a a chapter event or a networking event. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't honest. I should have been transparent that, listen, you know, this, what's really going on in my world is that, you know, I'm dealing with some health issues with my family and I think it changes the dialogue. And from there, um, that was that was a big learning lesson for me, and I, I was very transparent through the chapter, through with the board. Um, I tried to sometimes also put some of those nuggets um, through my social channels too, because you know when you're going through something like that too, you know you you're kind of for me at least I, I I'm in a place where um, I look to the big guy upstairs. I, there's so many friends and family and there are people that reach out that care that, um, you know, they offer their thoughts and prayers and every little bit helps. And I'm that person that now it's like, I, I want to share that with, with those people around me because they are, um, they are very supportive. There is a mm-hmm. big support system out there in our industry. I think what's so special about it really is that a lot of these, a lot of these colleagues that you might want to call them, um, industry leaders, they, they also are your friends. And they're people that care about you and you'll see it in good and you'll see it in bad. Um, and it's, it's very humbling. It is very humbling. And I think it's such a, it's such a beautiful opportunity to feel so grateful for our community because I will say that any time that I have expressed that I'm struggling, which I do like anybody else have my struggles and my own story. If I vocalize that to people in our community who I trust and I know want to be able to support me in those moments, people show up. And I think people saw that a lot during the pandemic. And I know I saw that a lot, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, where there was just a lot, there was a lot happening. And it was one of those years where when it rained, it tsunamied. And 
one of the most beautiful realizations that I had during that painful chapter was that I have really good people in my life and in my corner. And the reason that I was able to understand that and recognize that was because I was transparent and said, I'm not doing okay. And this is what's going on in my world. And it was incredible how much people really truly wanted to be able to support in whatever way, small ways, big ways, a phone call, a card. It didn't really matter, but people showed up. And I think sometimes we don't necessarily consider that people want to be there for us. We just, we don't want to burden them or, you know, we don't want to be vulnerable and emotional because it's hard and, you know, showing up in a way that's not happy or perfect is not fun and it can be really difficult. So I definitely applaud you for being open and transparent with people and also having that moment to learn that lesson and understanding that being open can actually serve you really, really well. And same, and same to you, right? It's you're, you're almost stronger and tougher because you are willing to share those stories, you know, back. Some people will say like, Oh my gosh, you know, be strong, keep your emotions to yourself. It's like, really, when you're vulnerable like that, that's, that really shows when you're sometimes the, the bravest. I agree. Yeah. Vulnerability requires courage. I'm a huge believer in that. And it's, that's the work like Mm -hmm. doing, showing up and being emotionally raw and communicating and being vulnerable in those painful moments. That's work. Hiding, I think is our natural comfort zone. So I do, I agree. I completely agree. So I do am curious. I want to go back to the inspiring women that you mentioned previously what do you feel like has been maybe the greatest lesson that you've learned from a mentor along the way? I really learned from them. It's, it's a it's a great question too, right? Because I think I learned a lot. I learned so much. And I think that's why I'm struggling with that answer because um, I was just soaking it all in. And I still do to today, like serving on the global board of trustees in MPI, I am with big industry um, icons here. I'm talking to one right now and it's just, it's, it's inspiring. And the more time you spend with people that inspire you, the more you learn and grow. Um, I learned that doesn't really matter what setting you're in. I, I learned this from my first boss. Didn't really matter what setting you're in. This is your name. This is your reputation. This is your legacy. And um, whether it's whether it's a volunteer opportunity or whether it's a paid job, you want to always put your best foot forward because you never know who's watching. And I think that that's still very true today because it's probably when I least expected it that some job opportunities had come up because they had seen firsthand um, what my work ethic looked like. And um, some of them were in volunteer settings, some were in, in my career and in my day job. And you just, you just really never know. And, um, you know, to be honest, to be genuine, I think earlier on in my career, it was so hard for me because I was trying not to make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you have good communication with your boss and your, your leadership, you know, 
you can take um, some risks and there may be some mistakes, but if there's, if they're behind you, if they're supporting you and what you're trying to accomplish and you're, you know, you're on the same page on this and you're communicating it really, it, it's so hard to say that you could fail in, in any of these opportunities because as long as you have that support and that dialogue and that relationship, it just changes everything. Um, and I guess as you get older too, you know, you, you start care, you stop caring how much people think about you too. And you're willing perhaps to take a little bit more risk. Um, and then at some point in your career, it's like, Oh my gosh, um, you don't really want to see too much change anymore. Right. So it's, you're kind of juggling a lot of different things, but, um, I learned a lot from, from these bosses and I'm, I'm still learning. I, I learned something new all the time and I'm still learning. So I, I love it. I love that lesson that you learned. And I think showing up imperfectly, which means authentically is such a freeing experience. I remember talking to my therapist a couple of years ago and she was introducing me to the idea of being free and it was it was freedom in all regards so it was like free to just be yourself free to not be perfect free because those are things that i've struggled with in my life as well not even just career but in my personal world wanting to be liked and wanting to get it right and wanting to win and succeed like there's a very loud achiever that lives without within me and i credit that drive for a lot of what I've accomplished. But I also acknowledge that with ambition and the need to really do things right and do things well and impress people around you comes with some of those challenges too. So I really love that you bring that up because it just reminds me of this concept of what would life feel like for you if you were truly free to just be yourself. And I do think personally speaking that that is something that I get closer to, I think every single year of my life. And I do think that a lot of people experience that as they age where they don't care as much about what people think and they feel free and they feel empowered to just show up as who they are. So I do want to ask you as we go into 2023, this is our last episode of the year, how do you intend to show up in this next year? What does that look like for you? I'm excited. Honestly, this was a great year. Like, I I do a lot of reflecting, and this this was actually a really fantastic year. And I I have so much to be grateful for, and it kind of gives me this fuel and this ambition to just keep going and do more. And I'm excited for what's to come. And I think there are endless opportunities for all of us. And I I think part of what I love too is that. You know, when I started in this industry, I we definitely had the support that we needed. And coming out of COVID and where we st- where we are today, it's like we are celebrating each other's success, and we're celebrating women. We're celebrating, you know, our our minority communities. We're celebrating um, the LGBT community in ways that I had never seen before. And it feels like our opportunities are are really limitless in in some regards. Um, I'm excited. I really am. I think um, there are so many skill sets that um, I I will give MPI credit for. I will give all my previous employers, previous bosses, and, you know, people that I've 
had the pleasure of working with that um, have taught me so much and all of this knowledge and all of these skills and everything that has led me to where I am now, you know, I, I love being able to make an impact somewhere. And um, I'm, I'm looking now at opportunities where I can volunteer in my community and in the industry and where I can make the biggest impact now is it's just so rewarding to be able to, to bring that to the table. And honestly, I'm seeing now more than ever, our industry associations and a lot of nonprofits, they really do need the support. Um, they need the time. They need people that are passionate and that are willing to put in the work. And, um, you know, it's it takes a special person to give up their time because time is is really so important to all of us. But mm-hmm. when you find that special person that's passionate about it and willing to do it, it's it's everything. So I, I can't wait to see what's to come next year and um, just keep keep plugging along and, and pushing myself and in, in maybe in, in some new environments too. Well, I'm excited too. So I think we're definitely on the same wavelength. You used the word legacy and mm-hmm. that led me to one of our final questions for you, but what, when people think of you at the end of your life and they're remembering their experience with you, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you hope that people will say? Well, I, it's hard to answer that question now because, <laughs> you know, we'll see what, how what people think about me 20, 30, 40, 50 <laughs> years from now. Right. But, um, you know, I, I hope that people will remember me for my my commitment to the to the community and just um, how deeply I care about our industry, our colleagues, our friends, our family. Um, that's you know that's that's really everything for me is is just I've been so fortunate to have a great family and and friends said and and mentors and industry friends. And, um, I just, I want to give back to, to that as much as I can. And, you know, there, there are things that, um, we accomplished down the road, like, you know, through MPI in, in the city of Manhattan beach that I'm so proud of, there are art installations that, um, I believe will, will be there for years to come that, um, may be part of that legacy, including the rainbow crosswalk and, in uh, Manhattan Beach, but honestly, I think what it comes down to is just I hope people remember how the way that um, I made them feel and how I treated, you know, all of our colleagues and friends. I and wish that our audience could see my face <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I am literally just staring at Joe adoringly because I just I feel like you have built that legacy, and if you were to not change a thing over the next 30 years, which I'm sure you will continue to evolve and grow, but if you were to do nothing different, I think that your legacy has already been built. And I definitely can say that from my short and limited experience with you, like mission accomplished, my friend, I really admire you. And I think that you have already done so many great things and inspired so many people and really have done it in a way that's kind. And I think that that is the most important thing. And I think that you, you show up that way every single day. Well, I hope, you know, that feeling's mutual. And, you know, uh, another thing, really, uh, you never know who you're inspiring in our industry. And sometimes Amen. it will surprise you. And you, you, my friend, you have inspired our industry like no other. So thank you. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to go cry now. So final question. <laughs> I'm just going to go cry. Um, thank you, Joe. I really appreciate you saying I mean that. It. I mean that very genuinely. I know you do. And truly, I have to say, especially since this is our last podcast for the year, I am so grateful to have this project and to have a partner in meetings today. And I will pitch them and support them and cheer them on every single day until the end of time. Because having the opportunity to sit down and have really organic, raw conversations about anything under the sun with really incredible people in our industry is such a gift. So yes. I'm excited for next year and for the guests that we're going to have. We've already got a couple lined up that are super exciting and just powerful people and inspiring people. So this is like such a great way to end the year and push us into the next. And I do have one final question for you. And mm -hmm. I just want to, I always want to give my guests an opportunity to leave the audience with any lasting words or advice. So if you have one final piece of advice for our audience as they exit this year and move into the next, what would you like to leave them with? Gosh, you know, if you love your, if you love your industry, if you love what you're doing, if you love your community, just give back really. I, it's just so rewarding. And you get so much more out of it than you can even imagine, right? When you love your your community and you love those people around you, you take care of it, you protect it, you try to make it better. And that's really, you know, what it's all about. And um, be kind. I think we're all trying to be, you know, we're all, we're all still learning. We're all trying to grow and accomplish what we want in our lives. Just be kind too. Makes such a difference, doesn't it? It really does. Well, I want to thank you so much, Joe, for sharing your stories with us today and all of the incredible advice and wisdom. And I, of course, want to thank you, audience, for tuning in today and all year long. I would love if you would share what you loved from this episode with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by following at Meetings Today and me at Courtney on Stage. And be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to Dare to Interrupt on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Be bold, be kind, and keep daring to interrupt, my friends. Until next time.